Easy. Hello, and thank you for joining me here at, at Real AM Bully Talk. My name is Cameron Diabas, and they're probably over there questioning yourself whether or not I have a bully. And you hear my bully barking? Well, EO told me I have a budget bully. I mean, and she's got a freaking ferocious growl and shit. But I'm like, I still love her. But you know what my thing is, is I really want to highlight those top breeders out there. In Washington, California, Oregon, Idaho, and Arizona. I know that there's a lot of up-and-coming kennels. Those ones that are in the pillar of the bully community that have so much expertise to offer. We want to really be able to have a community that fosters support. Instead of bashing and knocking people down, that's the whole reason why I'm doing this. Without further ado, let's get on to the episode. Hello, and thank you for joining me here. I'm in the studio today, and I have with me Tracy and Brian with Divinity Bully Kennels. And a lot of you guys know Tracy through the um, the PNW Rep Your Kennels um, Facebook group that everybody's on, and we get to judge other people's dogs and all of that kind of stuff. And I thought she would be really fun to have on here. So without any other delay, Tracy and Brian are going to take it away and let us know a little bit about the background behind them, what their story is, and what got them started in the in the bully world. Okay, there you go, Tracy, Brian. Hello. Well, I'm gonna let him start off because he was the main person that kind of started this whole movement and group. So I'll let him take it away first. Okay. Yeah, yeah I um. <laughs> I started this way in the bullet community, at least uh, a few years ago, I was with a older kennel, uh, a buddy of mine named Ken with ice cold blooded kennels in Texas. And um, uh-huh. he had a dog who the dog's name was um, Tutankhamun. And so okay. he called him little tut. And when I was a kid, my parents always said that I was King Tut in the household. So when I heard this name, I immediately fell in love with this dog. And um, so he gave me a little bit of background on it and kind of brought me into what happens and what goes on. And uh, over time, he ended up giving me the dog um, as a gift to me. And after that, it just kind of took off. And I just have loved it ever since then. It was, it was so funny. Okay, good. So what, what fuels the passion, guys? There's got to be something that fuels this passion. Like the bully community, obviously, we know that there, there's different things that drive us, right? And what what is it that really just keeps you doing this day in and day out? Because it's not easy. I think for me, at least I'll let Tracy say her part, but for me, at least it's definitely the like success factor to it. The, the accomplishment I get when I know that I make a good production and I know they're going to good homes. I can see the homes are happy. The dogs are happy knowing that I've made somebody's life a little bit better with the dog, whether it's a pet home, whether they're breeding the dog, whatever the situation is. Um, I like that, uh, that feeling of, you know, comfort knowing that I've helped make somebody a brighter day. Great. Perfect. So then this is going to kind of tip me 
in a like a slightly different direction. So what when you in your kennel, like what prevents you from getting say kennel blindness? You know, there's a lot of people out there that go, hey, my dog's the best dog. My dog doesn't need anything, you know, and they're adamant and then and they're pushing other people down to show or try to communicate that their dog is better than everybody else's, but yet they, everybody else around them has come to the conclusion that even their own dogs have flaws. They, I mean, if you're not, you know, you're building it constantly. So what prevent, what prevents you guys from getting that kennel blindness? I would definitely say for me, it's the, you know, even with Tracy, you know, we we're really big on staying humble. Um, We know that, you know, there's always going to be somebody better. There's always going to be a bigger fish in the ocean. You may produce a great dog, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, your dog can be as perfect as it can be. And it still may not be somebody else's cup of tea. So you may have the great dog. You may have a great production, but it's not going to be the greatest to everybody because everybody has different interests and different likes. So we kind of keep that in mind and it keeps us humble of like, you know, I have a great dog. We have great productions. It's not going to suit everybody, and we understand that. Yeah, okay. Good, good. So what would you classify as a pet dog versus something that's a breeding dog or a foundation dog? Mm. You want to answer that one? I mean, for us, we tend to, whenever we have dogs that have reached kind of their age and litter limit, we tend Uh to rehome them and so we definitely always consider those pet homes um we try to keep like we have um scorpion and we have freya who are currently going to be our retired pet home dogs that are probably going to stay with okay. us okay um and we are currently the way that we currently work as far as like identifying what's going to be a pet home or not is based off okay is this dog going to provide what others breeders breeders may need so if we notice a dog might be lacking some things we're like okay maybe this dog might need to be more of a pet home or for example um if we do health testing and we know it's okay this dog might have hip dysplasia um or has a really bad under overbite you know things that might not qualify them in the registries for like showing or might pass down something that we don't want it to continue on to other litters Um, They were like, okay, we're just going to nip it where it's at. We're going to give this a good pet home and make sure that they're providing happiness and wholeness to another family and still be able to live a great life. Beautiful. Beautiful. So this is, I I like this. I like you guys being able to talk about this because I like, so when you have a dog, that's a pet home dog. Do you let it go out with papers? No papers. Do you have it spayed, neutered, whatever? Or do you just expect out of honesty that they're not going to breed that dog? So when it comes to pet homes, in my contracts that I have for pet homes, I specifically have a clause that says within the 90-day period of you getting that dog, you have to have it scheduled to be spayed or neutered. Uh, and I have to be shown proof of the spay or neuter. Once it's proven, 
I can provide the paperwork for that dog, you know, at once it's proven that it has been fixed. Okay. But prior to that, I won't provide any paperwork. I, I, I let the dog go to the owner. The dog will be unfixed, but I won't let any paperwork go with it up until the proof of uh, spay or neuter has been done. Uh, and then if it's not done in that time frame, uh, I have an additional time span that if it's not finished, um, depending on the situation, if I check in and, you know, I see that the breeder's trying to breed the dog, I then will repossess the dog at that point. Okay. Okay. Good. This is like giving, this is helping me personally. And I know hopefully it's helping other people out there as well, because we're going to, we're going to, we're going to touch on like the integrity you know, what, what's important in this dog game is an integrity because there's some people out there that you can give them the pet home and you can say, well, I'm just not going to give you the papers. And we're, we can all sit here and know that there's a way around that. Mm -hmm. right. They're going to go and breed that dog anyway. And they're going to go get a single registry as a bully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of them don't understand too, the health factors of not staying and neutering their dog. And we, and we informed them, right. That, because there's, there's a group of people, right, that are completely against it. They're like, oh, why would you spare or neuter? Or I don't want to spare or neuter my dog. I'm like, I don't think you understand the health conditions and the problems with the health that can develop if the dog is not active and they, have, they haven't been spayed or neutered. And so that's also a very important factor. I, I agree 100%. I mean, it's uh, there's like really nobody policing them you know, to make sure that this stuff happens. And there's people out there that are trying to say, hey, I'll pay your stud fee. I want to I want to breed your bully to my husky. Right. And there's people out there like, no, no. You know, and, and they'll laugh about that and they'll pu they push back, which is great. But I don't think there's enough. And maybe I need to speak for myself and I can but there's people out there that just, they aren't even doing contracts. Right. Yeah. We actually have spoken and to somebody. And it's diluting the game. And one of one of the breeders, you know, West Coast Bully Brokers, dude, way up the chain, definitely a great guy. And he says the same thing, man. You know, you, you need to work with a trusted source. And it really hit home. And I read that today. I saw his post today, and it hit home. You got to trust the source. But if the breeders don't have integrity or the people that they're with don't have that integrity, that doesn't help the breed. You know what I mean? It it just we're kind of back to, you know, it's just a free-for-all kind of. Everybody, you know, you do what you want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. And then people wonder why some stuff and, you know, characteristics or traits and the bullies are still out there and they're not getting healthier and they're not, you know what I mean? Because we've got people out there. It's almost like the black market or whatever, you know what I mean? Everybody's doing their <laughs> own little thing and it's really nobody found there. The top, the top Eklund of breeders out here. Oh, definitely following that that they're doing the right things they're you know and there's a lot of the up-and-coming candles doing the right things but then there there's those people that are peppered in that group that aren't yeah and you and and like you know like tan when said you got to trust your source 
And some people just don't know what source to trust. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, I want a bully. What do you want? What do you want your dog to do? Well, it's got to be badass. It's got to be boned <laughs> up. It's got to have a big head. You know, and it's really weird because it really is that. You, you, it, it's like people think, you know, they got the standard, right? You have a standard, but, it, but it's kind of like, I'm going to go out on a limb here because I love analogies. It's kind of like Mr. Potato Head. I want the dog to have a big dome. I want it to look like this. I still want it to have a pit bull face. I don't want something looking like a cane corso with a cane corso head. That's me personally. I don't like that look. And we, and you know what I mean? They'd say, well, I want put these lips on it and these ears. And, and, and it, that's kind of, and, and I just, like I said, I, I love the standard. You see some of them. You know, the micro exotics and all that and the, the nanos and the pockets, XLs and the, everybody, everybody has their, the, everybody's trying to go to the standard, but putting their own thumbprint on it and making it their own. So when you look at a production and you guys know what I'm talking about, there's a lot of time you can look at a production and go, oh, that one's, you know, oh, I know what this one is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know, so. Yeah, we actually, we've actually seen somebody that bred had a, a litter of a dog that was bully mixed with German Shepherd, wasn't it? He showed it to me, and it was very fluffy, and it was basically a bully dog, fluffy like a Pomeranian. <laughs> it was like, we're doing yeah. this? <laughs> right, yes. And you would be amazed that some of those people, like, that breed them, and the Somebody was saying that the bully and the German shepherd were like a rage. I'm like, what? <laughs> it, it's just like, like you really, know. Really doing this? Okay, and, cool. <laughs> and, you know, so, yeah, like, wow, that makes you just kind of scratch your head. So, again, so so what makes a person, person reputable, a breeder reputable in the bully world? What makes them reputable? Definitely the backing. If a person can stand their ground and they can say, hey, listen, this is what I have. You know, if you don't like my contract, that's on you. If you don't like how I run it, that's on you. I think it's really reputable when they're not willing to bend what they do for the comfort of someone else. Like if you're if you're telling me that I, you know, you can only afford this much on a dog. I think it's more reputable that, you know, you stick where you're at and you just and you educate the person. Hey, look, this may not be the kind of dog for you. This is going to be expensive X, Y, Z, because when you start bending and you start breaking your, your will and you start, you know, dropping down and letting people run your kennel for you, essentially, because that's what happens is you, you bend and break to the will of the, of the people you, you breed for. And at that point, you're not a kennel. You're basically a shelter. You're doing what other people want. And it's, you have to be you. You have to be your own thumbprint, not everyone else's. I think that's a really reputable thing to do because then it shows that you know what you're doing. You're educating yourself on whatever it is you're going for. Um, and it really helps because people who are willing to learn are always going to be successful. And that's that's one of the biggest reputable things you can do is you, if you're willing to learn and make that change that you have to make in order to do better, you're always going to, people are going to remember you much more of saying, Hey, that guy, I gave him this idea. He took it and ran with it. And now he has amazing dogs versus 
Hey, this guy, if you go to him, he'll, you know, sell you a dog for $500, but you don't know what you're getting at that point. So I think that helps a lot. It's knowing your value. Definitely. Because a lot of people, and I completely understand, right? Like, and not everyone is piss poor rich. Like we gotta completely understand that. Right. And so some people don't realize that sometimes it does come off disrespectful when we're offering a quality dog, right. That eats better than we do. Right. Lives the amazing lifestyle and gets the healthcare they need, the attention, their playtime, the love, because there's some people that kind of just treat the dogs as dogs compared to, you know, we treat our dogs as family. And so a lot of them think, well, you know, you're saying 3K for your dog with papers, well, we're going to offer you 500. And it's like, you pay for what you get. So. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you guys just brought out something that just like, that makes me realize where I think some of the problem is. It's, you know, I think those upper Eklund breeders, you know, that are out there, those ones that are asking five, six, seven thousand, eight thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty-five thousand, whatever for their puppies, they distance themselves from everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about the dollar amount. You have to understand it's the dollar amount that filters out the five hundred. Oh, I just want to. Uh, you know, and then they want to breed it and they want to do all because they want to get rich and they think that that's where the money's at. You know what I mean? If if you're serious about the game, it, it you have to pay to play right. at Absolutely. the end of the day. You, you know, these $500 dogs and this 800 oh, the dog's too much. Why would I have, you know, me personally, and it's me, I would never, and it, be, I would never pay five thousand or six thousand dollars for a pet home dog. That, no, that's just me. Enough. That's just me. And there's people out there that they go, "Oh my God, I would, I would, you know, I'm gonna let my pet dogs go for five or six thousand dollars." I I don't know about that. You know, I think the pet home dogs, you know, as long as you know it's going to its forever home and it's taken care of, you know what? And that those people spay it or they do whatever that's needed that's in that contract we talked about, then, you know, do I have a problem with them going for $1,000 or 800 or whatever? No, because how is that going to affect you? You know what I mean? It's if they really went through the steps, they and those pet pe- those people that have bought dogs from you become your family. Uh-huh. They're part of your family. They're 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 the drunk uncle or drunk aunt or whatever, <laughs> you know, right? Absolutely. They become family yeah. now. They become family now, and and you know, and unfortunately, some people have those family members that lie to them or not tell them the truth as what the rest of us recognize as the truth. But I mean, but that that's a good that, yeah. That just I mean, I love this conversation with you guys. So. And I and I talked to you guys about this before we jumped on. Should men and women breeders be placed in separate classes? I don't think so. What, what's your take? I think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, we're it's you know we have something for junior handlers because there is a reason for it. You know, there's a reason for a junior handler handler class because it's children, it's kids, teenagers, stuff like that. It's definitely. But, 
if we're all adults and we're all in the same kind of organization, we're doing the same thing. There's this, the standard is not going to say a female to a male standard. The standard is a standard regardless of who it is. So a female breeder is, should have the same capabilities that a male breeder has. They should be able to do everything the exact same because we know what we're getting into before we really dive into this kind of a thing. And I'm sure everybody has mentors and guidance uh, along the way. There's no need to diversify, you know, just, or, or, you know, segregated, just bring everything together. Let everybody be in the same class. If anything, it's more impressive when, you know, I can see my wife at, you know, four foot 11 stacking a dog next to a six foot three guy. And she's doing good just like that. That's impressive to me. Like you don't see that every day. And I like that. Exactly. And I'm with you. I think it's degrading to me in a way that I see on Facebook a top 10 breeder list and a top 10 woman breeder list. It's like, yo, we're in 2023. You know what? Let's Everybody needs to be treated equally. Just do what you do. Let Women need to be brought up, man. They need to be brought up and they need to be recognized. And they said, well, if it was a, if it, if that woman was a male breeder, oh, she would be throwing nothing but fire. But she's a woman. So we're going to shove her back here in the closet. I think it's bullshit. It doesn't make any sense at all. No, absolutely none. Now, zero. What I do feel about it too, I I do feel you know if it is a woman breeder, I do you know I love to see when you know women have kennels built up and they don't have to be di- no. you know dignified as it, but they can always put on you know if they have websites or anything like that, uh, women own business or something like that. You know that's cool to see because it's like you know it's all women do that. You know if it's a woman owned business. It's like, you know, you know what you're doing and it's predominantly a male industry. That's impressive to me. You know, that's, that's yeah. like, okay, you're doing something here to keep up. And I think too, you touched on something is that I just cannot wait until we get to the point. We don't have to say this is a minority owned business. This isn't a woman owned business. This isn't, I don't give a shit. If as long as you provide me with a top-notch service, exactly. I don't give a shit if Amazon is run by <laughs> who, a freaking alien. Provide yeah. me with service, right? Give yeah. me give me something like if you're standing on your own two feet, working your ass off day in and day out, you're whelping puppies, you're doing all of that. Does gender, Doesn't alienage, matter. no matter. <laughs> No matter. And uh, thank you for letting me rant on that one because it obviously is passionate <laughs> on that one. Um, what about upcoming litters? You got upcoming litters. Um, Tracy, I know we got a like a, a show on the 17th. So let's let's dive into that one and we'll finish out this podcast on that. Um, so yeah, we do have a PMW Rector Kennel Bullying June 17th. Um, we've been doing this since we had started the page, which is, you know, back in 2021. Um, so we tend to Mm -hmm. do these every two months and we ended up having a baby. So we had a little break and kind of got back on board. Um, thank you. Thank you. And so this one's going to be big. Like we're (laughs) we're having all kinds of vendors come out. Do you guys come hungry? Because we're going to have a Cajun vendor coming out. 
serving up shrimp. Um, we're hopefully we're crossing our fingers on prawns, chicken, like the whole, it's going to be a whole Southern feast. So it's going to be really stoked. Um, we're also going to oh. even have fish vendors. We're going to have customization of dog supplies out there. We're going to have some people repping their merch. Nice. So it's going to be a, a definitely bigger event because we usually don't have a lot of vendors. We usually just provide the food and drinks and, you know, provide an area with everyone that shows up to have, you know, similar ideas and goals and minds. And so uh -huh. we're definitely excited because we're kind of, our goal is going bigger and bigger every single um, bully meet that we have. And uh -huh. so um, we're excited because I always told Brian like, Hey, after this meet, we're shooting for 30 plus more dogs and 30 more and 30 more. And so we're definitely trying to make this nice. a much more bigger event as time goes on. And so we've had, we're actually having a very special guest. Um, we're going to be having the CEO of Game Plan Bullies, Ella Quincy Scott, be one of the judges. We will be having Woo! stack off contests with a $10 buy-in per dog. Winner wins the whole cash pot and gets to take a trophy home along with bragging rights. Um, and then oh, at the end of nice. the year, we're going to have all the winners from all the previous stack off, uh, competitions we had, right. they're all going to go against each other on a stack off and it's going to be a major big bonus win with a big, nice trophy for them to take home. So we're super excited to see everyone that comes out and ends up very winning nice. here. Very nice. Very nice. And that's when again? On June, the... June 17th from 2 to 6 at John Joseph Foster Memorial Park. Okay, let's make sure that we get that um, get that in the, in the little notes and get all that so everybody knows where to go. And plus, well, you know what? We'll um, I know I'll personally make sure that we're pushing it as well. And what else? What else? What about shout outs? Anybody that, you know, you that's that's helped you guys since you've been out here that you want to, you know, give a shout out to, whether they're in the bully world or not in the bully world. I mean, just definitely want to shout out our friends and elements being over at Bosnian Royal Bullies. Those guys, they really came through. They were the first ones to really help us out when we moved out here and get us started. They to this day they're still great friends, still help us with the best guidance. Um yeah. Definitely shout out to Wonderbread Bullies. Definitely, Definitely helped us get on the right path and give us some really, really good knowledge to help us take our, our kennel from like bottom shelf. Now we're getting to that next level, getting on that top shelf level. Really, really going to amp up our productions in 2024, which I'm excited for. We are going to have some amazing dogs coming down for announcements over the time frame here. Um, who else do you want to shout out? I definitely want to shout out like Quincy Scott because he is a very busy, well-known man from Game Plan Bullies. And I have seen their dogs. And even though they're not, I know they're more into like XLs and micros and exotics and everything. Right. And they have beautiful dogs. Um, he is a very busy man and he's all about his business. He's all about reaching out and talking to everybody, regardless if they're on the very top shelf or the very bottom shelf, or if they're working, they're work in progress. Right. The fact that he has taken the time to talk to me and, and he's taking the time to come out to our event to be able to judge it. Um, that's, like I told him major respect because I know he's a very busy man and, um, we're all busy, right? We're all trying to get somewhere. Yeah. And so what really makes a difference is taking the time to be able to support one another. And so definitely mm -hmm. major respect and major shout out to Ellie Quincy Scott at Game Plan Bodies. 
Hi, so we want to give a big shout out to John K. Knott for referring us to Cameron to get on this podcast. We really appreciate the opportunity and are super glad and grateful that we were able to share our thoughts and experiences. And we hope to see you guys and John at our Bully Meet June 17th. See you there. Beautiful. All right, so let's end on this note. Um, Tracy and Brian, hey, I appreciate you guys coming on today. Remember, everybody, it's Divinity Bully Kennels. Um, dude, this was a really good episode. Um, if you guys like, not not Tracy and Brian, but if, <laughs> if you're watching this and you love it, subscribe. Your subscribe button will be around, I don't know, hopefully at the bottom of the screen. But um, subscribe, please, because it, you, know, you don't have to buy me stars to keep the content up. It just, what you're doing is we're just keeping this going. So until then... Don't bully my bully. <laughs>